Hola. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. Oh, it feels good to hear this music. <laughs> to the kiosk corner. We're in the kiosk corner. At the kiosk corner. We're in the kiosk corner. Breaking it down at the kiosk corner. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Chaos Corner podcast. My name's Steve. Yes, yes. My name's Donovan. And we are back in a brand new year, bringing you the podcast once again after a little break. Back in effect. <laughs> in effect. We uh, yeah, took a little break. We've had a couple of weeks off um, after our first five episodes, was it? Yeah, well, we were going to try and bring you uh, one before kind of uh, over the Christmas period, but uh, technology put paid to that. Yeah. But there you go, we're back. So. Yeah, we had issues. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Yeah. So we've got a little bit to talk about, about what we've been up to, what we've been doing. What we're going to be um, doing going forward as well, I guess. What we're doing going forward, what's going on with the walks. We've got some big stuff coming up. We've got some big guests mm. lined up as well, potentially. So could be bringing you some really cool episodes in the coming weeks. First of all, what you've been up to? What have I been up to? Yeah. Uh, Other than putting toys together? Putting toys together, uh, eating lots of food, putting on probably about a stone and a half. Really? This is what you've got to do at Christmas. I, I, I lost a stone kinda, over Christmas. I kind of rolled back into the studio. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, well, you're just... I don't know how, though, because I've done nothing. I've done zero exercise, and I have eaten a shed load of food. Mm. And I've drunk more than I've ever drunk, I think. Mm. And but you've lost weight? Somehow, yeah. Okay. Well, I hate you. So <laughs> I think it's got might have something to do with my stomach problems. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I maybe I wouldn't swap those. Yeah. But uh, yeah. there you go. So, yeah, lots of playing, uh, playing with loads of toys, trying to kind of uh, kind of battle toys that I want to play with away from my three-year-old so I can play with them because you're not playing with them, right? Yeah. But uh, you wouldn't <laughs> let it happen. So, yeah, we fell out a few times and, like, you know. <laughs> I put toys that I want to play with high up so he can't reach them. Yeah, and things like that. You yeah, know, it's just it's just fair parenting, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> My brother did that. He bought his he bought his lad like his um, virtual reality gaming suite. Wow. With the full um, racing car setup, so the seat, the, seat, the actual physical sound seat yeah. that goes yeah, yeah, with yeah, it, the it, steering yeah. wheel. Yeah. It was like this VR thing, and I'm like, he bought it for him basically. And he's opening it up on Christmas Day assembly, and I was just just don't pretend for a second yeah. that Joey's going to get of even course. a look in of on course. that thing. Yeah. He bought that for himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey's training for it is going to last about six months. <laughs> but he had to just watch Dad. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what's quite encouraging, though. He's actually coming away from the computer games a little bit. Mm. Um, and he's um, and this is one thing I love about technology in the, in the 21st century, when it's used correctly. He's actually learning piano, mm -hmm. but without having piano lessons. He's using an app. Yeah on his iPad and he sticks it up on the thing and he plays games yeah, and course, he's kind exactly. of playing piano too. So I love that. It's that changed, he's doing that. It's changed the world. I think it was Charlie Brooker that said, uh, yeah, the guy, the guy that wrote, uh, black mirror. Yeah. Uh, their cautionary tales are a little bit like, um, you know, um, Twilight Zone kind of cautionary tales, but they're all around yeah. technology. Uh, mm -hmm. and he was being interviewed, uh, and someone said, words to the effect of, well, you, you clearly hate technology. He went, no, I love technology. Technology makes my world turn. Yeah. But these are just how it can be wrongly used. Yeah. And they're warnings of how they are being wrongly used. Absolutely, yeah. So as long as you use it right and you're learning. And talk, talking to kids. It's a kid, learning tool. Yeah, absolutely. And talking to kids, teaching you things on there. I mean, we've, 
I've stumbled across a new genre of music recently, thanks to my four-year-old going through random Apple playlists. Steve's now a jazz fusion fan. Oh, mate. Which I've been, I've been digging that since, like, late 90s. I love it. It was like this upbeat, dancey, electronic house jazz Think music. Think Saint-Germain, that kind it of was, thing. Café Del Mar, that kind brilliant. of stuff. brilliant. And I'd never really listened to it before. My little one was going crazy dancing to it. So, so that got me thinking. I was like, well, what else am I missing out on here? Because I have been probably as much as anyone, been brainwashed into listening into whatever's in the mainstream. Um, for or the whatever mo- for the you've most always part. listened to. Yeah, or what yeah. I've always listened to. So now I've started doing this new thing, which I love doing, which is whether it's on Netflix or on you know, Apple Music is the one I use. And I literally just scroll through it with my eyes closed and I'll pick whatever comes up. So I found two really good bands over the holidays, uh, which I really liked. I found this new playlist of jazzy music, which I really like. Um, and I've just found, and I've done the same with films. Like I would never because I, I wasn't a fan of Game of Thrones, no, so I would yeah, never have watched The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but Did I just you kind of categorise it the same because the visuals look similar. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just kind of went, oh, sod it, let's. Let's just give it a go and see if I get into it. And I actually quite liked oh, it. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I watched it all in two nights. Mm. <laughs> all eight hours of it. You're a binger, aren't you? Yeah, yeah properly. Binger. If I like something, it's got me. Mm. And that's it. I'll watch it all through probably in a day or two. Yeah. I'm terrible for that. I've started doing the same with um, Lost in Space. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. They've redone that again? Uh, it's a series, series. yeah. Oh, right, they're yeah. on the second series now, so I'm halfway through the first series, and it's really quite can, a clever story. That completely passed me by. Yeah, clever storyline. Okay. I, I, I like it. It's like Netflix. quite, yeah, it's quite an intelligent storyline. It's not like just some crazy space campy. Thing. Kitsch, I, I yeah. watched one not long ago on Netflix that was called um, Another Life. Okay, which was pretty cool. When they go up to another planet trying to find. A place to live. No, I think they're trying to find a place to live and then they stumble. It's very similar to Lost in Space, but more of a sort of space mission that one is rather than rather than this one was us trying to find a new home. So yeah, I've had I've watched loads. I've watched tons of comedy. I found loads of top comedians, um, and obviously off the back of our previous podcast of female artists. Mm. One of the things, and I because I said it myself, I was like, well. I wouldn't, there aren't that many, in my opinion, I haven't really ever seen that many great sort of female comedians. That, that make you personally laugh, laugh out loud, yeah. yeah. But I found one over the holidays. I think her name's Michelle Wolf. Okay, let's have a look. Hilarious, man. She she was so funny. Like American or British? Yeah, she's American, a, or no, she's American, yeah. She's got like a TV show and stuff, I think, in the States. But man, she's funny. Okay. Curly-headed girl, just hilarious vulgar but funny <laughs> you know a lot of the a lot of them and this is one of my criticisms of yeah. some of the female comedians it's like they're just doing sex jokes all the time mm-hmm. which men have done for years but when you hear the way the women are doing it yeah that's her yeah yeah, yeah sorry don't even just show me a picture of her she okay. is funny okay but what i like about her is the way because she's a bit of a feminist yeah yeah but it, her jokes are mostly aimed at feminists yes well, or the perception of what this and is how they modern get, and perception of what feminism is, which yeah. I believe is incorrect. Well, it's, you it's know. sexism for the most part, and that's what her a lot of her jokes are about. So yeah. she's a feminist, but in the right way. So she like, yeah. but she some of you need to I watch will, it, I will, watch I will. it because she's yeah, very clever. Like, yeah, because I think funny, it gets, it gets a bit mixed funny. up with uh, misandry, which is misandry is kind of the the uh, innate kind of hatred of men. Yeah, uh, but it's not about. 
<laughs> feminism is not that much about men it's about women yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely you know? yeah no so. it's, but she's very good with the way that she puts just it across the jokes, her, her argument is great um one of my favorite ones was obviously she's like uh, <laughs> she was talking about what w- men and women are good at different things and mm-hmm. she was saying obviously one of the things that men will always have over us is they're physically always going to be sort of stronger for the most part. Yeah, uh, generally. Yeah, and she says, I says, but women, you do know that if if we was to get equal, man will just take their big strong arm and wipe us away <laughs> again. <laughs> so we need to be cleverer about the way we approach the situation. Yeah. Because physically they could <clears throat> just, you know, push it. But the, the joke that she then goes into is just mm. really clever and really... And I think if people maybe... Whilst it's comedy, what I do mm. love about clever comedians is they can make you think. Like, did you see Ricky Gervais? Oh, at he's the opening Globes? at the Golden Globes. What did you think? I haven't watched it. Oh, you're not watching no, it? No, I haven't watched it. I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't sat and watched it yet. He doesn't need to start take apart completely destroy Hollywood. It's the last one he's doing. Okay. And he's always been bad yeah, whenever yeah. he's done them. Oh, but this one. Oh, this was just brilliant. He says, um, he does a, like a little bit of a joke about, um, did you ever watch um, Bird Box? No. No. <laughs> so, he goes, Go on. so he introduces Sandra Bullock to the stage. He says, and this lady has recently been in a film where people have to walk around pretending they didn't see something. Kind of like working for Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he went... He went, don't boo me. He went, you lot did it. You saw it going on, told mm. no one, mm. right? He said, it was your fault. You has made this happen. Mm. No, <laughs> so, he's, 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 I don't know. The way he turns his jokes around onto them mm. and their way of life, it, yeah. it was just like, oh, it's brilliant. Well, he does it in his writing as well. He's so clever. So, another thing that I did over Christmas, which is chaos related, and kind of Christmas related was a poll. Oh. I did a couple of polls. You did? I didn't think they were going to get such a reaction to oh, the fair. one. The one was heat quite heated. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I put out, because I don't know why, I think one of them was on telly um, Fight Club versus The Matrix. Yeah. The first Matrix versus Fight Club. Um, mm. And you kind of said which one was more influential. Was I it love good? both. Yeah. Uh, I love both movies. Yeah. But. Uh, my personal favourite is Fight Club. Yeah. Um, one was a box office smash. The other one was a flop, but then built slowly over yeah. the years and became like... A bit like Breaking Bad did that, didn't it? Like, yeah, exactly. Stuff like that, yeah. Exactly. But the one that's caused most reaction, I think it's because of the time of year, because uh, yeah. both of these movies a big... have been on over mm-hmm. Christmas. And I was like, okay, Back to the Future, the first one. Yeah. Or you could take it as a trilogy. Or The Goonies. So The Goonies, I like... But Back to the Future is my favourite. It's yeah. actually probably my favourite movie. Yeah, it's one, uh, one of my favourite movies it's one of, of my all time. Fa- yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so, wow. <laughs> wow. It came well, you, to you a know, point. You know, when, you know when you've done a good poll, when people are calling for a second referendum? It, they genuinely were calls for, <laughs> no, 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 check the votes again. And I was like, I've heard this somewhere before. <laughs> You're not happy about the decision, but... The people have spoken, I'm afraid, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we, no! like to, we like to think of ourselves as living in a democracy, but we don't actually like the rules of a democracy, do we? Yes, yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the corner just replicates that. It yeah. just mirrors it. Yeah, absolutely. Because until, until, until <laughs> a decision goes against you, and nope. people go in the straw, I'm yeah. not going to tell you which one won. Let's have a vote, yeah? Everybody agrees on that bit. Let's have a vote. Mm. Until the vote goes the wrong, the wrong way. way. In, in your eyes. And then your eyes, and then that's it. It's game over, and it's It so, was hilarious. 
so yeah, so there's been lots of good stuff. Um, I, I noticed a lot of artists this year having a proper go at Christmas songs again. Yeah. For the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. in a long time, I think. There's more than I've ever, than I can remember in a long time. People actually making proper Christmas well, songs. It, it kind of went out of fashion, maybe. I don't know what made it come mm. back in, but it seems to be back in. It makes yeah. a, They make a lot of money. Yeah. Maybe that's what's well, come, you know, Maybe money's come back into fashion. Yeah, maybe. Know. Well, look at, I mean... Look at the amount of money that Mariah Carey still makes from that one song. You've got Mariah Carey, Chris Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> All the heavyweights of Christmas music. <laughs> He's pretty good, you know, you can sing. You can hold a note, yeah. yeah I'll put him up there with her. Yeah, up there with Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. I, watched, yeah. uh, I watched something last night talking to Mariah Carey. I watched um, a YouTube video on the highest uh, recorded live highest notes ever performed. Um, Mariah Carey or Minnie Ripperton? Yeah, Ma- Mariah Carey was up there, but she was number seven okay. out of 20. Uh, number one is this Japanese guy who's like killing it at the minute. He's an, like an operatic um, oh, okay. singer. Wow. Um, and he was recorded doing, I think they said he was at E7, okay. which is like... That's not human possible. That's like... like I think there's a few people in the world ever have done it, but he held that note for like an eternity. Okay. It was. Is it one of them ones that like may, many dogs can hear that? Like kind of smashes glass type wow. jobs. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And it was a bloke, get, but it was a. It you was get one off people. But it was you? a bloke as well that did it, which was things. really obviously weird because no blokes even ever come close to that note, I don't think, before. What Insane. kind of trousers did he have? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was the trousers. It was the person operating the voice underneath him. <laughs> Problem. But yeah, there was there was that. Um, there was no new Christmas films out this year. I think last year we had... Um, there have been a few releases just before Christmas, like Jumanji 2 and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that are kind of family Christmas. Did you watch... Have you watched Jumanji 1? Yes. The, the remake. The remake. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, good, I thought. I love it. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good remake. I don't really... I criticised... Well, it wasn't a remake, really. It was kind of a follow-on. Yeah, it? yeah, it was a follow-on. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was cool. Entertaining. Very funny. Um, because one of the criticisms we've had, and one of the criticisms, actually, that um, Ricky Gervais made quite a good point of, actually, was... It, and, and this was quite interesting, the way the room reacted, because he didn't get as big a reaction as I thought it would, but he, he, he just basically went, come on, let's admit it, cinema's dead. And cinema's dead because all you directors out there pointing at the directors mm-hmm. instead of just lazing. What, 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 what is exactly what we were talking about? Two. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And he and he was saying like you're just constantly making remakes. Can't any of you come up with nothing new? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And it was like that is exactly what what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did say obviously about the Irishman, which I still haven't found the time to watch. You haven't got to spare three and a half hours. It's just, I mean, I did watch The Witcher in two nights. I could have watched it during that time. But it's its knowing, when you watch something like a box set series, you watch an hour and it's like they leave you on a cliffhanger. Yeah, so you, so watch you the don't next feel one. the time going. Yeah. But when you know a film is going to be three and a half hours, you've got to commit, you've got <laughs> yeah. to commit to it beforehand. You're more of a box set man than a movie man. I'm more of a yeah. movie man than but a box set man. I do want to watch so. it. I've heard some good so, things yeah. about it. Yeah. I, I do really want to watch it. I mean, Ricky Gervais actually it was the only thing he didn't slate all night. He said that was brilliant. Mm. Long. But brilliant. Yeah. So I need to watch that still. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of stuff. Um, and it, it just proves the point what we were saying the other week. It, mm. The cinema's got really lazy. I mean, all I seem to see is just constant remakes of kids' films, 80s Disney mo- films, 80s, 80s, movies. 80s movies. Yeah. There's another Ghostbusters coming out, mm-hmm. which I did quite like the trailer. Yeah. The trailer yeah. Looked, but it, it just... 
It was a different spin on it. It still stands for the same reason, doesn't it? It's, but, but the copying... Come up with a new concept. But the copying, you know. again, they've gone with Ghostbusters, but then the copying, mm. they're using the same kids from, like... Um, so those Goonie-esque type kids again. 80s-looking like, like kids. Like they've done with Stranger Things. Stranger and, Things, yeah. Super 8. Uh, yeah. got curly. One's got curly hair. One yeah. looks... One's got a Jufro. Yeah, one's there's a, fat. There's, there's a fat, fat one. one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe a token yeah. black kid. And yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's just lazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's just rehashing. Uh, yes, nostalgia is great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's why, obviously, people have taken to Stranger Things. That's why I loved that Super 8 when it came out. Yeah. Because it was... It Reminiscent was, of yes, stuff we've seen before. Very yeah. much so. A group of misfit kids, you know. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer. I say this with music all the time. You don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. You don't have to come up with something new all the time. But if you're going to... If you're gonna do something like I saw the originality, I saw, yeah, I saw like the like the Joker. Obviously, what they did with the Joker was cool. Mm. Uh, I think there's a film coming out this year where it's sort of like a take on what about if Superman decided he wanted to be bad instead of good? That was last year. That was Brightburn. Did you see? Because yeah, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. Brightburn. I that didn't was, even realize that was out. Yeah, yeah, Brightburn. That was that was a good one. I want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's an interesting concept. I don't mind like horror film, basically. I don't mind like different spins on things, but constantly seeing the same crap all the time it just does you nothing, doesn't it? Um, So anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry New Year, Happy Christmas, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Are we allowed to say that anymore? You allowed to say happy, it? Happy, when, happy holidays? Is uh, that the one we have to use now? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Happy generic winter festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to be careful. So, yeah, so the beginning of the year started well, mm-hmm. um, as the memes have been going round. We had, uh, obviously, New Christmas and all this uh, sort of stuff, and then... Bang! Trump, World War Three, Trump, right in the kisser. Yeah, <laughs> Trump starts World War Three. Australia is on fire. Mm-hmm. Media coverage. We've talked about this as being an art form as well, in, in some respects. But media coverage is doing my head in now so badly. Like, I can't even... There's a guy, um, like the global warming thing, right? Forget Australia for a minute. That's a freak thing. That's that's, nature. Yeah, it's a freak thing that's happened. Obviously, human errors, and then then it's just escalated. Yeah, Yeah. but but then on the other hand, and it's, it's becoming so hard now to know who to believe because we had... um, There was a guy from NASA, or not a guy, a group of people from NASA that have proven that, yes, there's ice melting. You can clearly see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he his stance on it is the media mm-hmm. um, or governments mm-hmm. are making a lot of money from telling people that there's global warming. Mm-hmm. And they're making a lot of money. Let yeah, that be no bones about it. Yeah. Because they're taxing people more because they want to correct mm-hmm. this thing that's Absolutely. going wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But NASA footage and studies show that there is more ice mass now on the poles than there was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's melting on a certain side, but on the other side, the snowfall and ice that's being created is greater than it's being lost. Okay. And they're saying, but no one's allowing us to, say to put this out. Mm. And people are going, well, why do 97% of, you know, people... Yeah. Uh, scientists agree that global warming is a thing. It is and, a and, thing. Well, and but, he's yeah. and he's coming out and going, well, because they're getting paid by governments to go and find evidence that it's happening, mm-hmm. and they're putting like two, three billion a year into it. So they're gonna come back with those answers, aren't they? Because that's what they're being told to say. 
His overall argument was, was a lot of these things would happen anyway, because obviously NASA study the Earth. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things would be happening. And beyond. Yeah, well, they said a lot of these things would be happening anyway, without humans even being here. Mm-hmm. They would have happened, because they've been happening, we've had meteor showers, tectonic plates, earthquakes, for centuries. Mm-hmm. We've had all these things going on. And the Earth has always survived. And one of the things he was saying was, was like, people say global warming is a thing now. He said, but can someone explain to me, and this is NASA guy, he said, obviously he knows the answer, mm-hmm. but he was being sarcastic, I think. Can someone explain to me how the Grand Canyon dried up? Because <clears throat> that happened before we were around. Yeah. Can someone explain to me why there was a River Nile originally ran along by the pyramids mm-hmm. and it now moved and it shifted away? He said, because that's the natural, <laughs> the natural course of things. So, and it's like, uh, and the, the Greta Thunberg thing, mm-hmm. but then there's a 16-year-old Swedish lad who's invented this really ingenious way of generating energy from small lakes and rivers. Mm-hmm. And he's getting no media time. He's yeah. not getting seen anywhere. And these kids actually come up with a proper solution. And then he gets no airtime. It's like whoever caused the most uproar mm-hmm. will get the most time on air now. And that's one thing that's really bugging me now about the well, news. I can't... I think it's uh, I think it's Denzel Washington that said, um, nowadays, uh, in the media, uh, it doesn't have to be true. It just has to be first. Yes, basically. he did. I remember him saying that. <laughs> it just has to be first. Doesn't matter if it's true or not. I'm not saying global warming does things. We're not here to no, theorise no, no, on that. No, but it's, it's just, that's a broad point. It's, it's just, um, and it's the same with anything that we've seen on TV in general at the moment. It's always, um, it's steered depending on which stance mm-hmm. that channel that it's oh, on. Oh, God. They're not even got. subtle anymore, are no. they? When, when, around election time, they're not subtle anymore. They, no. they don't care. <laughs> And it's just we're left, we're right. But, but this is it is media based, and what they're yeah. doing is is they're now using these tactics across social media platforms mm. and media film. Why wouldn't you film? Yeah. Even there's Why films about it now. You know, there's, look at the number of films we're seeing now in TV series on Netflix that all involve us trying to find another planet to live on. Mm. I know it's been because done all be- the resources are gone. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I know it's been done before, but mm-hmm. it's becoming more and more and more. By me, of, yeah. <laughs> but it just it does make you wonder whether the whole thing is just. Is it just another way of making money? Because there was a time when people were told that smoking cigarettes was healthy and people believed it mm. yeah, and, yeah. and went out and bought cigarettes in their drones because they got sports athletes to smoke them mm-hmm. and go, yeah, I smoke these. They've helped me win the 100 metres. <laughs> well, yeah. But people believed it. Yeah, yeah. Mars bars help you work, rest and play. I, lo- I love how easy it is. I don't love it, obviously, but I, I find the science behind it quite interesting. I love how easily influenced people are by the media. It is crazy. Well, it's 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 kind of the only way we get our information. Unless you create an alternative, um, It's it, we kind of eat what we're fed, don't we? Yeah. yeah. And, and what makes me laugh is people believe as well that they're not being brainwashed by it. Yet, you think about it, you were brainwashed our entire lives. I mean, we've all just sat there. If your children are listening, not that they should be, but if they are, tell them to not listen for now. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit worried about what you're going to say. <laughs> we, 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 tell, we tell kids that Santa's oh, real. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. We yeah. tell them that, that it's real, so therefore... Say, after you say this, do a massive swear, so then right. we can put the parental yeah. thing yeah. to yeah. stop damaging any kids' yeah, yeah. dreams. <laughs> so we tell Santa's real, and kids automatically believe it. Yes. Why? Because that's what they're told, yeah. unequivocally. They're, yeah. 
They get the, a child's only question, source eh? of information at the early, really early stage of their life is their parents. Yeah. So if they say, if you you say someone as a parent, that's it. Fact. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. If you say the fire's hot, fire's hot. It is. It's a fact. Like, they like but, to test it sometimes. But yeah, but, they yeah. do. And then they realise it's true. Yeah. But but again, it's like that happens with everything. Of course it does. Like it, and, it and, does. and media now is getting to the point now where I literally cannot watch terrestrial TV anymore, like is in not ITV, BBC. Mm-hmm. I can't watch it anymore. Because it seems almost at every programme now, even even TV series like Doctor Who and things like that, it's like they've all now got a political agenda. Mm. No. <laughs> mm. I'm watching Doctor Who because I like time travel. Yes, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want politics being brought into it. Get off, would yeah. you? <laughs> well, this exactly, and that's why we try and stay away from that in, oh. in the podcast because but it's, 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 it is frustrating. People need a break from it. It is frustrating. That's why I think I enjoyed The Witcher. Yes, because it's just stupid, really. Mm. <laughs> it's like there's dragons, suspend there's reality, monsters, that's it. Yeah, yeah, there's that's right. witches. There's all sorts of that kind of crazy stuff, and I like that because it takes me away from the real world <laughs> <laughs> for just a minute. <laughs> yeah. For me. The real world gets fainter and fainter every day. What I am being encouraged by, though, and this is something that we've obviously started, but now other people are carrying on, is how members of the group mm-hmm. are now starting to show, show their art. Sharn. Sharn. The Sharn art. art. They're really displaying their art. Michelle um, recently Michelle Fiffy, was yeah, the. Yeah. the, the the latest, the sort Florida of Florida-based artist. Show what she's new, doing. New dweller, nice yeah. work. Brilliant. So, okay, that's and a good segue. It was, and I just think that, um, again, I've, we're going to talk about today what is art and what is the value of art. Mm. And this is um, obviously... Two just, very, very broad subjects. They are. That we've boxed ourselves into half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but what I, what I like... Is obviously I, s- I said to Michelle on the, the wall. I said you should think about selling this stuff, and she's never thought of doing that by the sounds of things. Um, but I know people who are selling stuff on eBay, stuff that You'd they never think of. I, I wouldn't have thought of eBay. Well, eBay is an auction site. It is of still course it is. at its core. Yeah, it's of still it an auction yeah. site, and he puts his works on there for like twenty pound just. Just as a starting yeah, base. Yeah. If he gets 20 quid, he's happy. Yeah. But he's been selling stuff for like three, four, five, six hundred pounds. And he's like, I can't get my head around the fact that people want to pay for this. Mm. And and it's like, yeah, but for what, for you is a pastime and some of the helps past the hours of mm-hmm. monotonous life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, for someone else, that image might spark something well, if they, that makes them want to want to part with their yeah, money and yeah. you've got there's no price you can put on that mm-hmm. it's how much someone's willing you believe to pay it's for worth, it like you said about the music artists that are now starting to say pay what you think the work is worth yeah uh, if, if it's someone, a great way to sell like stuff. something that you said um a few days ago whatever it was that you don't know how much disposable income uh, another individual has no um and the person with more than maybe you have um might want a one-off that will never be recreated. Exactly. Because you never know what's going to happen to the artist. You never know where they're going to go. So, yeah, I'll pay 400 quid for that because 400 quid to them is like four quid to to some other people, you know. And I think... It might be an investment, you never know. Exactly. And one of the posts you put up recently was obviously buy art from people who are living because the dead ones don't need your money. That was Michelle Becker. Yeah, was it? Well, that was a great post. And one of the things I like about it is... 
Well, one of the things that I actually think is wrong and the reason people don't buy stuff from live artists mm -hmm. is because a lot of people who are alive don't believe that their work is worth anything, mm -hmm. so they don't actually put it up for they sale in the first place. Yeah. They don't, they don't attempt attempt approach to sell you it. with it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that I think if people started actually going, actually, I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah. And someone will buy it. You don't it. have to knock on someone's door and go, Do you want to buy this? Just put it out there so it's available. And that's what's beautiful about the internet. It's like you've got billions of people to sell to. Mm. Someone's gonna like it. Just throw it out there and see what happens. Yeah. And if no one buys it. So what? Yeah, and if someone slags, slags it off, it's okay. They're not sitting in front of you. They're it's not, art, they're isn't not, it? Yeah, they're not going to jump on and top that's, of you. And that's what we're going to talk about yes. in a couple of minutes' time. Mm -hmm. So I've we did try to record this podcast before. Mm -hmm. Didn't work. No. Um, but we ended I, up huddling around a phone. Yeah. <laughs> Jed literally sharing air. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you were sick as well, which wasn't I good was, for me because I, I had lots well. of gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, that, that, wasn't, that was a tough time. Yeah. But, <laughs> and then uh, you just kind of delete it immediately. I, 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 yeah, we managed to actually record it. We managed to get half an hour down and then I immediately deleted it. Mm. Not on purpose. He's a bit of a perfectionist, is our Steve? Obviously. <laughs> really annoyed, man. Yeah, wow, the air was blue in that in that space. <laughs> yep. No, not good, not good. But yeah, so we're going to get into what is art, what is the value of art. We're going to talk about that now. We've just... Uh, had our little New Year's catch up. Mm -hmm. um, just a very quick one before we go into the halftime break. Um, halftime oranges. Yeah. Is what we want to try and do is um, over the coming part of weeks and months is is, is also try and um, bring obviously some valuable guests to the table where they're going to be able to share some yep. really cool, interesting stories. <clears throat> There's some amazing stuff coming. But also, I want to start doing a little bit of a segment and it's only going to be short but i just want i want i want because of what's been going on on our chaos wall recently i want to start sharing some stuff to the wall to help people actually if they want to try and turn their passion into oh yes parents yeah yeah, yeah. I'm going to start sharing some stuff out there to try and help people with that. So listen to the podcast, but also follow what's going on on the wall. So I'm going to be putting some really good content out soon that's going to help you if you want to start turning your passion into either a career, if you wish, or maybe just some extra cash, yeah, whatever and it is. And it's free advice from someone, um, with all due respect, that has been able to break that barrier and quit their day job yeah. and just be creative for a living. I woke, uh, I woke up... <clears throat> Uh, the other day, a new yesterday. Sorry, the other day. This is what I don't know what day it is. This is the one thing working for yourself does. It messes up your body clock. I think you wake up most days though. To be I fair. don't know what day it is most days, <laughs> but I woke up yesterday morning and I just I took took the little and dropped her off at my mum's and I was like, I get to make music for the rest of the day. Mm. That's my job. Yeah. How did this happen? <laughs> After seven hours though, as you said, you were like. Ugh! Yeah, I've had, yeah, yeah. Help me, let me out of it. Seven hours of singing, I was nearly dying. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's you still work for it. I still work for you it. Still but work it was for like it. sometimes I sit here and I think like this seems to have just happened overnight, but obviously it hasn't. It's took me eight what, years, is it? Easily eight years I've been going at this, and I'm finally in a position now where I'm I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if I'd have known some of the stuff I know now, I could have done it a lot faster. So I want to share some of that information. Mm -hmm with the dwellers mm -hmm. so if there is anyone out there thinking oh it's monday morning mm -hmm. i hate life 
<laughs> I hate my job. I'll tell you what. because you I, believe you have a talent to, to be I, something more. Maybe. I was like that, man, so bad for about three, four years. Even though I was like working on my side project to get to where I am now, every morning I'd wake up and I'd go, I've got to go through another day of this. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But I knew I had to keep doing it in order to, to get to where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to start sharing that information um, and putting it into some kind of format where you can learn from it and hopefully do the same. So I hope that brings some value. We are about to hit half time and we're going to get into it. So what is our See you in two. In a bit. Right, here we go. Art. What is it? <laughs> what the hell is art? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure we have a... Def- we're gonna, I don't think we're going to come up with a definitive answer. No, well, I don't think we're here to come up with definitive answers, are we? That's not what this is about. I guess it's about conversation. Open eyes and ask questions. Wow. That's a strap line and a half, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the world with open arms. Oh, uh, yeah. So. What is art? <sighs> On, Didn't you, you have a definition for it before that you found from like Wikipedia or something? Yes, and I'm desperately trying to scold it. <laughs> trying to just, find you, it. You yeah. just run me out of time. Thank you very much for that. You could, do, could you add live for like ten seconds? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give you what I think it is. Go on, then. Obviously, we've had a little bit more time to think about it now. I think anything could be considered an art form if it sparks any type of emotion. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. And it's been, it has to have been created or played out. Mm-hmm. So like, you could, like death would cr- create an emotion, obviously. But I wouldn't would. consider death an art form. I mean, it depends how they die. Yes. Um, but <laughs> if they did it like doing a triple back somersault yeah, with yeah. a pike and die then landed on their head, then that could be considered dying for your art. Yes. But, but I mean, like it has to have been played out or created and then spark an emotion. In another person. Even if that emotion is, what the fudge is that? Yes. And then, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to touch on some of those. So yeah. Wikipedia, I found it now. We, good ad lib in there, Steve. <laughs> hey, there you go, thank you. Uh, Wikipedia uh, says, and obviously Wikipedia is not the law on anything, no. but uh, I think I'd kind of tend to agree with it because it's quite broad. Art is a diverse range of human activities in creating visual, uh, auditory or performing artifacts, artworks in um, in brackets, expressing the author's imaginative, conceptual ideas or technical skill intended to be appreciated for their beauty or emotional power. Wow. There. <laughs> I think disc- I agree with it. Yeah, I don't, I think, I don't, I don't that's think it then, any... and we're done. Let's yeah. end the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> uh, no, if only it was that simple. Uh, I suppose, yeah. I suppose, but it's like, what would you, what can, all right, let's go through the obvious ones. So you've got fine art. Painting, yeah. Fashion, yeah. Mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. filmmaking. Dance. Dance. Poetry, poetry, literature. Yeah. And then you've got your grey area ones. Yeah. Like martial arts, mm-hmm. boxing. Video games. MMA, mm-hmm. video games. Um, what else would you throw in there? Uh, sports mm-hmm. in general. Would yeah, certain people in sports would, yeah, that would transcend they, it. Yeah, would they be considered art forms? So, you want to talk about maybe some of the the more obvious ones first? Well, <clears throat> I think this whole conversation was sparked uh, some weeks ago um, when my Steve and myself were talking about 
that piece of art mm. uh, <laughs> put out by an artist, uh, Italian artist called Maurizio Catalan, uh, where he taped a ripening banana to, <laughs> to a white background. So I think what sparked the conversation about... What was it meant to be about? I don't know. I don't Did know. he never say? I'm, I'm, I did look into it, but I couldn't really find... Because I couldn't find anything no. either. But I think what sparked the conversation on what art is worth is when a person bought it and then promptly ate it. So, um, is that... Was that man or I'm woman? Was that person, that was that human, a appreciator of art? Or were they just saying, look at all the money I've got because I, I can throw was, away money? I think for something like that to then eat it is that... Yeah. Showing off. Mm-hmm. It's showing off. Yeah. Because the, to, to me, there's like, there's art in a frame or a picture or whatever. That you're proud of, that yeah. you like to look at, and it feeds your soul in some way. Yeah. But that that was just trying to make a name for It was themselves. a statement. Yeah. yeah, it was just a statement. Oh, I've got 200 grand I could donate to Australia um, or anywhere yeah. else in yeah. the world right now, but I'd rather spend it on a ripening banana taped to a wall. It's just like burning money, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, look at all that money. I don't need it. You light it. Yeah. You know what I would have done? Go on. I'd have got the fucking banana skin and stuck it on his front doorstep the next morning. <laughs> there you go. Now we've got the parental uh, label on that. <laughs> Let Steve slip his mask. No, but the thing is, yeah, but it, it sparked two things. I think two things that, we, that we're talking about. Yeah. Is was it, that art? And... It depends what it means. Yes. Like, what, if there was a meaning behind it, if there was, like, if the artist said it was meant to depict this... Yes. ...then then maybe I could get my head around it a little bit, but it, it just appeared to mean nothing. Mm. It was just a ripening banana on a wall. I mean, with gaffer tape. Not Beautiful even, in not, its way. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean, yeah. Not even... Well, I think they're going down the, the, the list of bizarre artworks, obviously Tracy Emin, you know, Damien Hurst, The Unmade Bed. Uh, there was one from like turn of the century where it's just a urinal. Yeah, you know, okay. that Let, kind of thing. Let's talk that's about conceptual the, kind the, of... Okay, the unmade bed. But at least, like, my mind could immediately try and come up with a reason as to why that's a thing. It's a mirror for life. Like, chaotic is, maybe. Is life or, so busy that yeah. you don't get time to make your bed in the morning and that's just one image You could of find meaning in that. A modern life. Yes. You know, like, so you could find some meaning in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that could you know, could be considered as art, mm. in my opinion, just because I can put some kind of attachment to it. Meaning to it, yeah. I can't do that, you can't with, do that, that with a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Not stuck to a wall. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No or, opinion. maybe, hang on a minute, maybe I've just changed my opinion. That's a very low flying plane we've got going over us. Um, maybe, maybe it means look at what I'm doing with food... Are we being wasteful with it? <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to sell it for X amount of thousand. This person's going to eat it that doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it was just to show that people will actually just pay for anything if they think it's a one of a kind. Maybe, yeah. You don't know what the meaning yeah. is, so it's yeah. hard to. The, like the whole money can't buy taste. Are we talking about it? Yes, that's it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, that's... and you'll remember. His name or whatever. I will remember that now for probably as long as I live because it's so ridiculously stupid. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Well, I get then. Yeah. Do you remember that piece of art and, back Andy, in the twenty first century when we were youngsters? 
You know, but I'm the assuming thing- they're keeping people alive forever now when we make the next century. But oh, yeah, of course we'll, we'll, uh, be, we'll be fine. Uh, Andy Warhol painted a banana and a can of Campbell's soup. You know, that kind of thing. It's And that was in the kind of 60s. So, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what does it mean? Does it have to mean something? Is it because it's memorable? Is it because it picks up the most money? How about, what's that, the German guy... Uh, Gunther von Hagen's the guy that does the bodies, the bodies. Oh, the human autopsy. Bo- yeah, 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 yeah. Artwork of human bodies mm. is. I guess it's so intricate. What's inside us? Well, all that's inside me is mince pies, meat and cheese at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not that intricate. <laughs> Depends on where you look. But uh, uh, is it? Yeah, it's memorable. Uh, it's macabre. But I, th- I think th- I think the inside of a human body is like a piece. It's it, it fascinating. Is how how everything's kind of just squashed into that space so well, and everything functions yeah. and does its own thing. Yeah. I suppose that could be considered a work of art if you perceived if you, if you're of the belief that someone created it. Really, that's a different argument altogether, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I suppose you could think it was art, a piece of art, yeah. or just chance. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think anything that could uh, spark emotion or get people talking or anything of that nature, for me, would be considered art. Now, I can't remember too many pieces of actual artworks, as in, like, the traditional form, like paintings, drawings or whatever, that have actually ever made me think I could get quite get into buying art or quite like art. I don't think I've ever been... Yeah, I don't think I've seen much. There was one artist, absolutely no idea of the name, as per usual with me. What um, did we talk about before? And, we and I can't actually remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, all I know is it was in Warsaw Gallery, mm-hmm. the Warsaw Art Gallery. Uh, it was up on like second or third floor. No idea if it's still there. And it was pictures of what was essentially stick men mm-hmm. with like a charcoal. Um, drawing, and they got pictures of miners. Um, there was one where the bloke was sort of, I think he was stood next to a like a well of some description, mm-hmm. and it, there was another one where he was digging a grave. And I remember seeing them and thinking, I'd buy those. Yeah. And I think that's the only time I'd ever... Is it spark something? Yeah, but, the, I mean, I, anyone could have drawn them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no one did. This, this one person did. And and that's like... And that's one of the things I think is quite cool. It's like, but they were the only ones I ever sort of really saw and thought, well, if I had the money, I'd buy them. Yeah. But, again, buying something because you appreciate it, and just appreciate it for, for the skill in, involved. Because I'm not into every art form, but I can kind of appreciate the skill yeah. or the emotion that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Obviously not the banana thing so much, but yeah. I don't know how the guy was feeling at the time. Probably better once he was sold. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure what he was going through at the time, you know. So, yeah. You made a really good point on the um, the kind of failed outing of this podcast that, you promptly deleted after you've done it, <laughs> was the one where you said, I said, I didn't really see video games as an art form. Yeah. And then you kind of opened my eyes a bit because you kind of sectioned it up with yeah. the amount of artistic endeavour that, that goes, goes into them. Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually worked recently with a guy who's... <clears throat> and I agree with you now. Uh, I, I worked recently with a guy that actually makes computer games. He worked for Sony for years. He's worked with Nintendo as well. Um and he showed me all his original drawings for the characters, some of the characters that he's bought and we've played over the years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
okay, that's mm. a lot of artwork that's gone into yeah, that bit. Exactly. Then there's the storyline. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of these games, like Grand Theft Auto, got these massive long storylines behind them. Mm. Um, you think someone's had to sit there. They're almost there. infinite. Some of the stories. Yeah. It's something, How does... They've had to write these. Yeah. It's almost like box sets before their time. Yeah. Um, so like films or series, and that you got to work through. Um, and he, he kind of said that. And then there's the voiceovers and the actors and then the, the colouring. Then there's the colour grading of it. And then, and I was like, I reckon that's probably one of the most difficult art forms there is. You're missing out music as well. And the music How to important games. is music to oh, games? Oh, computer games. My like word. massive. I mean, like... Some of my favourite theme tunes of all time. Hey, big friend, you're listening to the man from the big bad city. <laughs> this is jam hot. It's so important. Music and games is so important. I hear that song, instantly think of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Instantly, mm. loads of songs like that, actually. Or but I actually get creating up down and I get up again. Euro '96. Yeah, but actually FIFA. create. You know the old bit, 16-bit games. Yeah. How intricate they that music was to put together. Yeah. They're all kind of. It the was Mar- always like Japanese names because like because that's where they made the games. The Mario uh, theme tune. Yeah. Iconic. Tetris. Yeah. To me, that's it's iconic. That music is it's just there. Yeah. In pop culture, I think um, I think computer games is way up there in art forms. Well, you kind of made me realise how dumb what it was. What I said, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's not really an art form; it's just games. And then you think about what goes into them, making now. them. Yeah, especially now, it's staggering. I mean, they are it's staggering. They are higher budget than most movies, TV series. Well, they dwarf them with what they make as well. Oh, the, the you know, they dwarf them, them completely. They, they, no, nothing else can touch the gaming industry no. for making money. Nothing. No. And what's quite good as well is, is that in Britain, Birmingham even, mm, yeah. the game. some of the games coming out of there, we, we're actually producing some of the best games in the world right now. Some of the game creators from this area, if you haven't noticed by now, we're from uh, the West Midlands. <laughs> With <laughs> our, our queens speaking English. Uh, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, you're right. Um, but yeah. I know a couple of them. Um, yeah. Kind of went to school with them, and they they just started creating games, and they mm, they they're gone. Hot, yeah. <laughs> they're gone. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're not they're not in Cradley Heath anymore. No, strange. You see, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted a change. <laughs> why, why would Malibu? Why would, why why would you would leave Cradley Heath? Why would a house in Malibu be more attractive than the Black Country? Exactly. Stupid people. Anyway, the if you're going to move, just go to Smithwick. Okay, let, what about... <laughs> See what's going on over there. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Smithwick. people that are from Smithwick. Um, I like Smithwick, what's wrong? <laughs> so, so you're kind of implying that. It was a joke, wasn't it? You're always trying to get yeah, me in trouble, yeah. you are. Yeah. Well, um, the, my, my New Year's resolution was to try not to keep getting into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after like sitting here waiting for lawsuits to come through all the time for things I say online. Um, One of the things that I think baffles me is to whether... See, fashion's another one. Fashion's another area that I've never been into. Mm. I'm not a fashion follower. I don't get high fashion. Mm. Oh, when it becomes concept. It's like... No, I don't get it. No one's ever going to wear those. I don't think they're meant to be, though. I don't don't know. I don't... That's not a world I know. I come out and wear bin liners and stuff, and it's like... Oh, mm. this is fashion. It's meant to. What, what? No, you just got lazy and you put some holes in a fucking bin bag. What are you doing? <laughs> so, what you saying? It's not already. Is what? What? Are you, where are you coming? I suppose from? it is, but some of it's just dog awful. I think <laughs> it's, not, it's just not what you're into particularly. I just don't get. Do you think with fashion? Fashion is like 
Gareth, when we had him on the podcast. Actually, he's like Gareth. That's a big Gareth, statement. No, Gareth was on the podcast before mm-hmm. and he, yeah, yeah. He, he talked about this throwaway society and it's become that with fashion now. People buy stuff from places like Primark and things like that because they... Um, they want they want something cheap so that they can then throw it away in a few weeks so they can buy something else and then so, constantly yeah, keep so. buying clothes. And mm. fashion now has become to the point where we're just wasting so much crap. Like, we're, we're wasting It's clothing. a wasteful society, though. Yeah, yeah, we're wasting. It's just, fashion's got lazy. Like, I remember when we were, like, if you had, like, stuff, you'd wear it to death, wouldn't you? Like, if you'd wear it for, if you paid, five, especially if you paid £500 for something, you'd wear it more than four times. I no, think that might like, be a no, bloke thing as well. I will keep wearing clothes until they literally fall off my body. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and it was getting quite it was getting quite kind of like critical around Christmas time. I, I really didn't need them new socks and pants badly. <laughs> so they've come to a home. I haven't bought a pair of socks yeah. and pants for myself for a long, long time. Yeah. And that's the way I like it. Yep. But uh well the, well, the other one we sort of touched on as well was what what can... Are there any sports that we would consider art forms? Um, me, personally, I'd say no. I would say no, but there are... What about are... martial arts, like boxing and... Well, I think the word art in martial arts, I think it's used a little bit out of context because it was the way of the warrior, wasn't it? It was the way Come that... From... It's the way that people... Uh, that didn't have weaponry won their battle against someone that was invading. Yeah. So I don't know about art as such. Mm, I don't know. Personally, I would say there are individuals that transcend a sport Yeah. that turn it into an art form. But I don't know. What do you think? See, I, again, it's it's something that's played out yeah. or created, like a play mm-hmm. or, a, you know, a, an actor on stage. So for me, sports people can be like that, and there's very few of them. But, like, you know, you, you take... Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. he himself, to me, is an iconic piece of artwork because that silhouette... Well, he turned himself into a brand, didn't Exactly, but that's... Or Mike turned yeah, him into a brand. Yeah, that silhouette of him yeah. slam dunking become it's iconic. symbolic it's and symbol, iconic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I watch players like, um, like David Beckham with his free kicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me, as an f- ex-footballer, is... I mean, to me, that's an art form because there was just so few people in the world that could do it. And also, what made it more impressive... And it was beautiful yeah, to watch. Yeah, and in my personal opinion, he wasn't the most gifted uh, and skillful footballers. No. But he honed that Skill. into an art form. Yeah, I mean, he's crossing and he's... Mm-hmm. The young kid who scored the goal for Liverpool the other night in Ooh. the FA Cup. Mm. Tell me that's not... I mean, that... Art. <laughs> uh, that's what I mean, there's certain That people. vision of that goal going in and leaving his foot... Mm was one of the most beautiful things to see ever. I've watched that replay about 100 times after he scored it. But you're a football fan? So someone else that isn't into football would say, well, yeah, I guess so. It was quite far away. They wouldn't see the art in it that you do. That's why it's so subjective. But it's it's also not only the way he scored the goal, it was who he was, how old he was. How young, yeah, yeah. Playing at home, at Anfield, in a a derby. It was just like... You couldn't put an amount of money on that moment for, for that, that kid. For that kid, no. You just couldn't. No. He'll never earn enough money in his lifetime. To replicate that feeling. To replicate that feeling. No. And to me, sparking that emotion again, that's... And, and then you see some, like, um, Lemonchenko. If you don't know who Vasil Lemonchenko is, the boxer. Mm. Watch that guy. And it is literally watching someone, like, paint a picture in the ring. Mm. The way he moves, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. 
I've never seen anyone that moves that way. And for me... But again, you're a boxing fan, so you see the art in it. But not everyone will. Again, subjective, because you see something that sparks something in you. Yeah. It might not do... You kind of maybe find it hard to believe that it wouldn't spark something in someone that's not a boxing fan. But he just doesn't. Yeah, no, you know what no, I mean? It's I, one but, of them. But that goes back to that sort of initial point where we said that art is something that can spark mm-hmm. an emotion, but it has to be played out. That's that, yes. that's the important bit. It can't just be like a thing. Yeah. Is that... Yeah. Th- there's a... F- <laughs> Go Red Dwarf. Um, Red Dwarf episode when they meet a, a being called Legion. Okay. Do you remember it? It's like a green mask I think so, thing. I think so. And they go in there and they're trying to impress Legion because they want him to join their team mm-hmm. and join him on the ship. But he's got loads of works of art because he, he encompassed the spirits of some of the famous people, uh, artists in the world yeah. uh, who have ever lived. Yeah. Uh, like a diver and people like that. And he's like... And then Rimmer, one of the characters, he's like trying to impress him with his knowledge of art. And he's like, what, 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 Legion, this piece of work here, it's, just, it's stark, bold lines and it's simplicity in its form and the structure and the... He's talking like all sophisticated mm. about this piece of art. He goes, and, and what do you, uh, what do you call this, uh, Legion? He goes, the light switch. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a big fancy light switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just... Yeah. But even, like, the way he was describing that light switch, as soon as he started describing it, he yeah. was like, well, that could be then considered a piece of art when you consider... Yeah, but then you're going into pretense as well, and yeah. people that are art douchebags, that's what I call them. <laughs> that pretend to know more than they do. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I've done it before. Do we, we, got talked, but... we got talked to a museum once when we were kids, I don't know, <clears throat> in Birmingham, I think it was, and they... They said, like, they, they put us in front of these pictures and we were supposed mm-hmm. to either write down or say out loud what each picture made us think. Or feel, yeah. When we seen it. And I literally went down the line and went, that's crap. Mm. <laughs> that's crap. That's crap. What is this? Like, yeah. none of this is any good. And then I saw, like, a portrait and I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, because in your mind, in your, yeah. I believe in your yeah, childish mind, you said, I couldn't do that. Yes. And that's what sets it apart. Yeah. Skill. Well, that, that looks like a person. Someone's drawn it and it yeah. looks like a photograph. That's I wouldn't know where to start. Bloody that. well brilliant. Yeah. But that one there is some paint splashed on a board. Mm. Well, I could get my little and to put a big wet mat down on the floor and chuck some paper on it and get her to empty a bucket of paint of different colours onto it. And, and that's art. And yet, and yet Jackson Pollock, who did all this, the, that yeah. was his style, all the splodges, he's probably sold... Millions of millions of pounds worth of artwork. Bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I think uh, Steve's you, New Year resolution was to swear more on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me angry. It did, does, but did, that, that's an emotion. But it's like, and we're talking about it, as you said. There was one guy <clears throat> who took. Uh, I swear to God, this is real. Look it up, and someone paid thousands for this. A guy filled himself full of food and then took laxatives. Oh. God. And then poured it, for a better word, oh, onto a canvas of some description on the floor and then painted a picture with it, which was actually quite good. Okay. With his feet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Because it was shit, literally, but good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that I think that kind of... 
he borders on a few. Do you know his reason? Niche interests, doesn't it? It borders a few of those niche, niche strange interests. Do you know what his reason was for doing it? This is the bit that I thought was the best. This is his justification for doing it. Well, you see, crayons and paints and all these other things have to be used using They're harmful, not sustainable. harmful. Oh my harmful, god, he didn't go there. Harmful chemicals that are made in a factory, made and polluted, and then they have to be distributed around the world by lorries and blah blah blah. So their carbon footprint is so great. He goes, whereas this has been naturally produced by my own very body, and he's like, oh. Wow. You just thought he'd be a good giggle. Mm. I mean, his art, the actual artwork itself was all right. And as you said, the, <laughs> the whole 15 minutes of fame thing, God, yeah. <laughs> if, you'll never forget that. You'll never forget that. Because you didn't forget it. No. You'll never forget what happened or no. what, what he did. So you The put, shittiest piece of art I've ever <clears> seen. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's, probably, there's probably been more bizarre than that. Yeah. Um, pushing the boundaries, is that a good thing? I don't know. <laughs> One of them, isn't it? Okay, right. quickly, because okay. we, we're getting through this time. It goes so fast. It does, yeah. um, Value of art, because we touched on this a little bit with the wall, with mm-hmm. other people posting their artwork and saying what it might be worth to mm-hmm. them and what it might be worth to other people mm-hmm. massively vary. Can Do you think you can put a price on art? Like, is there, like, a set price for pieces of art or...? No, I don't think so. I don't think... I think it depends on the person's notoriety that Mm. created it. Yeah. Again, popularity. And I think it also uh, depends on what it evokes in the person and it depends on how much disposable income the person's got. Yeah. I think we had a conversation um, back in 2006, 2007... uh, Radiohead, as everyone knows, that yeah. listens, is one of my favourite bands. They're always innovating. What they did was um, they brought out an album called In Rainbows, and mm-hmm. and what they did was we're not <clears throat> we're not going to release it in the traditional way. Yeah, um, we're not going to use a label. Uh, we're just going to put it out as a band, mm-hmm. um, put it out in a cardboard like box kind of thing. So yeah. there's no plastic or nothing involved, uh, and you pay for it what you think it's worth. Mm-hmm. Everyone said, oh, it's a gimmick and blah, 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 blah. Um, people said, you probably won't make any money because people will take the piss. Yeah. Because, you know, you give someone an opportunity to take the piss, a lot of people will. Yeah. Look at trolling online. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You yeah, give yeah. someone a window, yeah, they're going to take the yeah, piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even if it doesn't benefit them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, just for the sake of it. Uh, I think they made more from that album. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of their, uh, next to OK Computer, it's one of their biggest selling albums. Yep. And then you said a lot of other bands have followed suit Businesses. Since. Businesses as well. I mean, there's a website. Since. If you're yeah. in a band, try considering selling your stuff through a, a site called bandcamp.com. Okay. Yeah, that, be- yeah, because that, what that that's what does is me you, of can, it. you can set the minimum price of your album to a pound, but if someone wants to pay more, they can. Then that's they it. get to dictate what they pay for your album. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised. Um, bands are reporting that they're making more money doing, doing that than they've ever made from set setting a price. price. Yeah, 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 yeah. set a price. Um, but the, the the other thing as well is, um, I think I think with artwork, it, it literally is down to the person buying it that That's it, d- yeah. dictates the price. Yeah, always. Yeah. Mm. But the, it, it, to to think that your artwork is not worth anything. Is so untrue. I think that's the message that we're trying to get through. Yeah, it's so untrue. In, in the end like, of this, yeah. It baffles me still that people pay me to sing. Mm. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Like, to me, when I hear, like, Mariah Carey's and I see, like, you know, Frank Sinatra's and like, Elvis and some of the greatest voices of all time, 
And then I think someone's paying me to do the same thing that people were paying them to do. Mm-hmm. And people are actively coming out to watch me. I personally don't see what's so appealing. Impressive, yeah. Like, because my voice, I think, is all right. Mm. But people come up to me at the end of shows and they say these great things to me. And I'm like, I'm not hearing what you're hearing. Like, yeah. why do you think I'm as good as you say I am? Mm-hmm. But I'm not hearing it. Yeah. And I think you'll always be self-critical. Mm-hmm. But unless you put yourself out there, you're just never going to know. And it's only in the last two years, even though I've been doing this for 15 years now, that I've actually started to get the confidence to go, actually, you know what? I am pretty good at this. Yeah. I'm going to go make some money doing it. And now, yeah. all of a sudden, because I took that stance, I'm now living, making a living from doing exactly that. Yes. Which is crazy because I wouldn't have put myself out there like that before. Yeah, because you were always the person behind the artist or filming the artist. Yeah. So it was quite recent. I know you've always... Do, put, yeah. You've always been a musician. Yeah, yeah. But you never put yourself at the front. Uh, no. Until quite recently. No. Really. And I, and I think that's... Um, and I think now, obviously, that being vindicated by other people in the actual proper industry that's happened recently, mm. um, that has been a big thing. Because I can now, by the way, I can now actually uh, announce mm. by the, what it is. Do you remember I was, talk, we was talking about the last podcast and I couldn't really say much? Yes. So I am it, now working with a Grammy Award-winning multi-platinum-selling producer... Um, who is kind of taking me under his wing and we're going to be releasing my new Future Works under his record label, I believe. Um, It could go one of two ways, but it it probably will be 1225 Records uh, group uh, that I release under. So the message is put your stuff out, have a go, try selling it because you do not know what people are going to, what might come of it. Well, at the end of the day, um, obviously... Well, you've made a book. Well, exactly. I was going to say, if if, if you look at myself, obviously it's not quite as grand a scale yet as you, but we don't know. It's a burner. Uh, I would never have become self-published and then fully published by a publishing house if I wasn't pushed. Yeah, uh, I think you kind of joked that you were over my shoulder at work and I I was doing something. Like nearly three years Uh, before I even knew you'd write a book. Because it's a hobby, and that's the thing. Uh, I was like, but until, yeah, I did exactly the same as you. I went. You everyone know should know about it. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've written this. It's not going to cost me anything to put it out there through Amazon or some of the other like kind of self-publishing sites yeah. that are out there. Lulu are a good one. It costs nothing. It's print to order. So it isn't. A, it, I'm not going to get the embarrassment of um, was it buying um, thousands of stock what, and then not selling any? Yeah, was it um, Alan Partridge mm. where he had like. <laughs> You see, he had to watch. He had to watch all of his books yeah. being pulped, <laughs> and he was ironically called bouncing back. <laughs> was it? And the interview went, "Yes, but you haven't bounced back, have you, Alan? Things are worse than ever." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So there's none of that. If yeah. someone doesn't order it, it doesn't get printed. Don't matter. Um, if you put your picture, there, Michelle. Has, if just, you put your picture up on eBay, yeah, and you me, set yeah. you set the price at zero. Mm-hmm. And you just let people pick what they want to pay for it. If no one buys it, no harm done. Mm-hmm. Or if someone pays a tenner for it, it's like that means your, work, your artwork is worth something. Yes. Someone's had to earn that £10 mm-hmm. and work for an hour of their life to afford to buy it. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Think of it like that. I think, I, I think I'm going to ask Michelle the question actually on the corner because I'm not sure how much she has sold. I think she has sold artwork. Amy's done some uh, good Amy, stuff. Amy, I don't think, I think Amy may have, may have given some artwork away as gifts. Yeah. But I think there is more in there. If I open uh, my new recording studio, I might buy that red one that she did. <laughs> yeah, that is Can't good. I quite one. like that one. But you've got lots of people. Again, you've got uh, Faye Daly with her flower arranging some of those. Yeah. That's, some of that, that is art. Yeah. 
how to put that no, together it, is art. It is. Uh, and it can be sold, and hopefully, because it is a business venture for us, she will be selling it. Yeah. Um, I just think you've got to... hopefully we can support you've that. You've just got to have a go. Yeah. You've just got to have a go, because like you say, you, you can either do what I did for many years and wake up every morning, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, wake up every morning and go... <sighs> Mm-hmm. I've got to do this again mm. every day. But conversely, you might enjoy your job and just enjoy can art I, as a hobby. Because we've so spoke, you don't have to do it as a living. Yeah, if yeah. You don't no, want you don't to. have to. But can I just say that even though the pressure is on me every month to make sure I earn money because mm-hmm. I don't have an employer paying me anymore, no, exactly. And you've got pressure, a family and pressure, to feed. Yeah, the now. pressure is on. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say to you because we've spoken about mental health before. I used to go to bed every night and I'd stay awake for hours and hours and hours because. And I think now I put it down to the fact that I hated my life at you that point. You weren't happy. Yeah. yeah, but now I'm sleeping like a log every night because I'm waking up. you're knackered as well. I'm knackered, but I'm waking up the next morning not dreading going to yeah, work. Yeah, you're springing out of bed going, I'm right. like, oh, today I'm doing this. I'm working with like five new singers today and I'm going to be recording them and it's going to be interesting. I've got no idea what to expect. Every day is so different. Mm. And it's like there's nothing... There, again, going back to the value of it, I could earn less than I've ever earned and just scrape by for the rest of my life doing this and be far happier Mm -hmm. than being a banker on a hundred grand a year. Mm. Way happier. And for my, for for me mentally, I'm in a really good place right now because I'm doing something that I love regardless of the money. Is it, there's only so much stuff you can buy with money and then it becomes futile. It's worthless. Cars, great. House, great. Blah, 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 blah. That's why people go into drugs and alcohol because... Yep. They run out of things to buy. They're bored. Yeah. And money doesn't make you happy in in no. in essence of a human being. No. It helps and it gives you stuff that you need mm-hmm. and it gives you stuff that you want. Yeah. But then what? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Last thing um, before we cut this one. Um, what is your favourite art form? Are you asking me? Let's take the obvious ones out of the equation. So let's not talk about music or for me and whatever it is for you. Let's take the film, obvious. Film and music for yeah, me. Yeah, film and music. Or outside of those, mm-hmm. favourite art form? Whoa, you've really sprung this on me. I uh, I, I can't pick film or... No, or. you can't pick the obvious, the, the ones that we talk about probably 90% of the time. Outside of those two, what's your favourite art form? Uh, the written word. The written word. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes that makes sense. Dance for me. Yeah. No, I, 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 that doesn't surprise me. I love it. Yeah. It's just awesome, isn't it? <laughs> just, but didn't you... I did dance. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I love watching it. Like, I probably spend more time watching dance videos on YouTube. There's this choreographer, actually, in America. He's got this dance... Um, Troupe. Uh, no, it's, it's like a class that he runs. Okay. And then once a week... Um, they all learn the same routine, but they have to do their own interpretation of it. I'm going to put it in the group, okay. and people are going to love this. Do it, man. Right, and, uh, and they've actually made quite a big name for themselves doing it. But what they do is everyone learns the same dance routine, mm-hmm. but then everyone has to put their own personality into yeah, it. Yeah. And that's what I love about art forms. Yeah. Like, it's taking an individual... Like, if I said to you, draw what's uh, draw something that shows what's going on in the world today. Your perception of it and your picture that you draw, even though you're working on the same subject, is going to be completely different than my picture mm-hmm. and than the next person's picture, even though we're all 
drawing the same topic. Yeah, and looking at the same kinds of things. And even yeah. though these people, and what's brilliant about these videos, is even though they're doing the same routine, exactly the same moves, exactly the same timing, every dance looks completely different. Mm. Wow, because of, because of their own individual yeah. style. Yeah. Like there's yeah. one guy who's in the group who always does all the routines and he wears like high heel shoes. But the way he... I don't know, it's just weird. It's like, it's the same routine, yet they look, you can, even though they're all doing the same routine and they're all equally good dancers, yeah. I, I have my favourite couple of dancers yeah, yeah. in that group that always, I always prefer their version. Their interpretation yeah. of their, that. Their version yeah, of it is always better. Yeah. Like there's one girl who does like, um, they do a dance routine. The first one I ever saw actually was when Billie Eilish first released um, Bury a Friend mm-hmm. and they were all dancing to that because it's quite trippy and horror-y. Mm-hmm. So they were all doing that and there's this one girl, she's a Chinese girl and she, when she does it, the way she moves is frightening. Mm. She's doing the same moves but a very slightly different interpretation of it and I just think that's so, I think that's dead hard to do. Mm. Like anyone, else, like a lot of the others just do the steps yeah. the way they're meant to be done and then mm. there's two or three of them that just take that same routine to a totally different level. Mm. And it's like, it's just tiny nuances as well that make the biggest of difference. Have you noticed, apart from obviously the music and film that we couldn't kind of touch on, because I think they're both passions of ours. Yeah, obviously. Have you noticed that we both said, uh, we both mentioned two art forms that are pretty much the oldest of humanity? Probably, yeah. The oldest forms of communication, movement and the written word. Yeah. The oldest forms of communication. Yeah. Do you mean? Yeah. We're, we're soul brothers, man. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's just an innate... Obviously music as well, but we couldn't choose music. But maybe that's so just... So movement and written word. Maybe that's just innate human... It's there, Tim Bill, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, yeah, genetic thing that we all have. Let us know what your favourite art forms are in the Chaos Corner and post some videos, show us things that you've seen. Yeah. Um, and, and can I plug a gig? Yeah, of course. I've got tickets to sell, so I can plug a gig. Um... Have you ever heard of the Flying Burrito Brothers? Yes, but I don't know why. Um, <laughs> why do I... What why? a great band name. Um, so, uh, Flying Burrito Brothers um, did uh, Wild Horses. What? Was that Rolling Stones? Yeah, you, they did a version. Oh, this, right, okay. to it. it was like back oh. in the 70s? Okay. 19, oh, I've got a phone call coming through right now from Russia. <laughs> okay. Hello, so, Mr. Putin. Um, look, whatever, <laughs> look, whatever you've seen me write on Facebook. <laughs> wasn't me, it was Donovan. <laughs> it wasn't me. Why am I getting a phone call from Russia? I don't know. What have I done? I'm not sure. Who have I upset? I'm not sure. I have genuinely I'm be stayed as away. as far away from you in the next 10 minutes. I've tried so. to stay away from Facebook and all that kind of crazy stuff lately, like and leaving like random messages on people's accounts trying to upset them. I don't think I've upset Putin. I anyway, think plug burrito. Yes, yeah. yeah, so um, I'm playing at the Robin Two. Yes, on the twentieth, on the twenty-first mm-hmm. of January. Okay, tickets to sell. I'll put them up in the group if anyone Wicked. wants to come along. It's in Wolverhampton, Bilston. Yeah, yeah. Bilston. Yeah. So yeah, come along if you can. I'd Bilston, like as we were there. saying before, like twin with Vegas, so you're not missing anything. <laughs> great venue, though. It is a great venue. And great the, venue. if you you're going, the original Robin. Yeah, there was yeah, yeah. time though, that wasn't. Yeah, anyway. But, but go check um, check out the Flying Burrito Brothers. They're good. And, and buy a ticket from Steve. Yeah, <laughs> please. Make me happy. Right. So I think that we've, we've dug to the bottom of art. Yeah. And, that, and that's the end of the conversation. 
<laughs> we will we'll, we'll put it out to the, the we we'll solved it out, art we'll put it out to the wall and let's see what your thoughts are come on share your, share your favourite posts right do us tell us what you think until next week peace out ah oh. I'm not doing the catch you on a corner thing. Oh, I thought that was. I thought that was never. It's been so on. long, I've forgotten. <laughs> catch you on the corner. Yeah. Bye. We're at the chaos corner. We're at the chaos corner. Breaking it down at the chaos corner. <laughs>